You know, I think the first time we met Gary Wirtazek, he'd, he'd picked up a division of Cincinnati Bell, moved it down here, and called it Cyrus One. And, of course, now it's getting bought out for $15 billion by Colbert Kravis Roberts. Well, he's been out of a job for the last couple of years. But he's found one, and he's going to do it all over again. And this time, it's a company called Recreational Realty. Gary Wittazic joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, good to be back, Dave. Great, so, to, uh, great to hear your voice again. You know, you, you're you a man of all seasons. So so you, you were with General Motors. You were Cincinnati Bell. Then all of a sudden, you're in, you're in data centers. And now, what the heck is Recreational Realty? Uh, recreational reality is uh, is my my retirement job. <laughs> so when I left Cyrus One, I uh, I was on the sidelines, and my wife and I had planned to uh, get a home in uh, Tuscany for six seven months and live there for a bit. And then COVID kind of derailed those plans, and instead we ended up purchasing an Airstream camper and did the proverbial road trip, and we went touring all around the U.S. out west predominantly, visiting all the national parks and. You know, and that little uh, jaunt basically spawned this new idea. I could, I didn't have a place to park it. I live in, you know, I live in uh, University Park, and uh, you know those vehicles aren't allowed down there. And uh, and I had a really difficult time trying to park it, and ended up, you know, finding a place, and then realized that, you know, this is a, a much bigger opportunity than uh, than I realized. You know, that's so, true. I in fact, I see these things, you know, shoved in between houses and on the street for a little while. And for that matter, you know, big boats and ski doos and everything else. I mean, you know, what do you, what do you do with them? So you've got, it's like a warehouse for these. Yeah. These are just really, really large self-storage facilities that are focused on serving the needs of toy owners like me. Like I got a bunch of toys, boats, RVs, ATVs, and, you know, and, and it's tough to store it and your wife doesn't like it around. And, uh, and so if you can store it off site somewhere nice, that's professionally run and secure and provides other services, uh, people, uh, people enjoy it. And so, uh, they'll want to do more because it's not as big as an imposition on their life. If they have a great place to uh, store these toys. This makes a lot of sense. Cause there are all these storage warehouses that are poked around where people shove furniture that, that they don't need for a little while. And then it ends up staying there for several years. And I would imagine there's, you know, there's a big place to park big RVs, especially when you've got fuel prices, uh, you know, at $5 a gallon. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a booming. It, it's been a growing industry for years, uh, just, you know, the increased amount of boat and RV ownership. But then in the last three years with COVID, it's just been on fire, right? We're everyone's trying to get away, you know, safe locations away from, you know, you know, COVID and doing things with their family. And, and, and the drawback has been, you know, if you buy a really nice tour, where do you, where do you store? And uh, we're just kind of serving that need. And then, you know, also along COVID, everyone's kind of working from home now they're working from their RVs and, you know, along the country. And, and so I think this is a trend that's going to that's gonna last for uh, for a really long time. Well, I would imagine, I mean, this has been true forever, and, and people have had big Winnebago's for a long time, and they've had to do something with them. So are, is this a roll-up? Are there small storage facilities that are spread around the country that you're going to roll up into your company? Yeah, so our, our strategy is really rolling them up and then developing additional capacity. Uh, on those, so so like for instance, in 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 Dallas, I you know I purchased like six different facilities and 
and we're probably developing 40 acres of additional capacity on those on those properties. So it's predominantly, um, you know, an acquisition play, but then with with a lot of additional capital investment to uh, build out additional units on there, as well as to bring out other services and other things that you know, typically aren't aren't provided in those uh, facilities. So I know you're already in Houston, and and what you're talking about going into Florida. Yeah, we're. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in Florida, so we'll be expanding. You know, here shortly as well, and um, you know, both of those states. I mean, they're just doing phenomenally well, right? I mean, there's just a big migration out of high taxed, you know, cold environment states down to uh, down to Texas and Florida. Um, and uh, we're hitting it right. So that's where we're predominantly going to focus for the next year and a half or so. We're looking to get between both states, probably about close to 200 locations. And then we'll start rolling out through uh, through the rest of the country. You know, I, I mean, this is obviously more than just like your domino parlor to keep your mind alive. Uh, I notice you've got Centerbridge Partners that's that's providing some financing for you and as a partner in there and they do like big financial deals big banks that sort of thing so this is oh, a serious this is a serious business then oh yeah centerbridge is a great a great firm i mean they're about a 40 billion dollar um investment firm and and you know just fantastic guys to work with what i really liked about them is that they do a lot in self-storage but they also have partnered up with suntex you know which the other guys in dallas uh, and they're helping uh, them grow uh, their platform as well. So they know a lot. They have a lot of knowledge about the space. And uh, and I think we're really going to do big things together. So I was excited to work with them. The chemistry was there. We saw we saw the world the same way. And and it's just been, it's well, been just fantastic. My, my point is they see this as a serious business, you know, recreational realty. And, and I, I guess a long-term solution. So do you have a sense of the end game yet? I mean, do you... You keep rolling up and then you take it public and you have issue preferreds like storage companies do. Uh, you know, I, I mean, the end game, you know, it could take on a lot of different exits here. Um, you know, right now we're in the growth phase, so it's really fun and exciting. And and we're just kind of building the operating uh, platform where, you know, we're doing a lot of acquisitions. And and so, you know, we can ultimately, I mean, it's set up in anticipation of, uh, of a REIT to go out publicly as a REIT, but it, we don't have to take it out publicly. We can, you know, we can just kind of continue to, you know, recycle capital in here or sell it to another fund. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different exits here, um, which are all pretty, pretty attractive. I mean, having, having, you know, started a, you know, a small data center company and grew it into a really large one that right. was public. I mean, that's a lot of fun, but I mean, being public is also, uh, is pretty, uh, is pretty demanding you right know, the, now. The, this is an interesting, the more I think about it, this is, I mean, there are recurring revenue streams here. If you've got storage facilities and I'm putting my furniture in there, you're going to lock the door and leave it alone. But if I've got, you know, a, $200,000 Winnebago or something parked in there. You got to change the oil and the gasoline and the spark plugs and I guess keep the batteries charged. And you're doing that too. No, no. So we aren't, but that's going to be one of the things that we will be developing. We will be developing a lot more concierge type services to really focus on trying to maximize our customers, you know, weekend warrior time, right? So, uh, yeah. you know. But I mean, and, this is, it's like, a, it's like having an airport and storing an airplane. You can't just leave it alone. That, that's right. That's right. And so we'll be providing all of those other services. So if you wanted someone to wash your vehicle or launder it, if you just came back from a trip or do the repair work 
we'll eventually have all of those services on there so that you don't really have to think much about it. You could just focus on having a fun time and when it's available and you want to go, just take it and ride. So and, and the one of the things I mentioned it earlier, but so what's happened to this business, if, if anything at all, with the escalation of fuel prices? Because, I mean, it's one thing for people to have a, a Suburban and spend 80 or 100 bucks to fill it up. I mean, to fill up one of these, one of these things has got to be $1,000. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like it's, it's unfortunate, you know, the calamity that's going on right now. And, you know, clearly they're definitely impacted. I mean, if you have a 100-gallon gas tank, you know, that's a, that's a pretty sizable, uh, you know, fill-up uh, cost. And at five or six miles a gallon, it doesn't really get you that far. Um, so we've not seen, you know, I mean, the, 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 the increase in gas prices is relatively new. So we've not seen a big impact to that. But the one thing I would say is that, is that, you know, there is so much demand because, you know, basically all of the manufacturers for the RVs are sold out for this year, right? I mean, they've been playing catch up over the last couple of years. Because oh, really? of the, oh, because of COVID. Yeah. Because of the supply chain yeah, issues. Yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully people get some sense. We start open up, you know, drilling again in this country and start doing the right things to kind of provide that supply back on the, on the market, but it hasn't really impacted our business uh, as of yet. Uh, but if it was sustained for a longer period of time, you know, potentially we'd, uh, we'd feel it down the road. That's a cool idea. I, it'll be fun to, fun to watch you grow this one just, just like the last one. Gary Wartazic, the uh, founder and CEO of Recreational Realty. It's good to visit again. Good to have you back. Thank you. Great to see you, Dave. Take Thanks. care. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.